There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I had a Sunday off. <laughs> Y'all ready? Come on, let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we tell you that we're open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. Tell them Wednesday, say, speak, Lord. I need direction. I need clarity. I need answers. Release it in the room tonight. Release it online tonight. Everything that I need in Jesus' name. Can you release a praise and expectation for five seconds? Five. That's the number of grace. That's the number of favor. That's the number of supernatural. Three, two, one. Come on, somebody say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. So we started this series this month called Summer School. I want to go to work tonight. Every school needs a teacher. Say, every school needs a teacher. And on Sunday, our guest taught from this subject, Lord, thank you for my gift. Because God gives gifts to a man of God, and that man of God becomes a gift to you. We looked at this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Now, these are the gifts. Everybody say gifts. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These are referred to as the five-fold ministry gifts. Now, if you look at your hand, everybody look at your hand, you see the apostle. That's the thumb. That's the foundational gift. That's, that's my primary gifting. And then the prophet. You see the prophet is pointing because a prophet provides direction. A prophet provides clarity. Then the evangelist. You'll notice that's your long finger because the role of the evangelist, this is actually the gift of preaching, which is to go out and compel people to come to the Lord. You are not an evangelist because you have a title. You're an evangelist because people are coming to the Lord as a result of what you're doing. Then hold your hand up. Look at it. Then you'll see the pastor. That's the ring finger because a pastor is a shepherd. They are married to the sheep even when they want to divorce them. Come on here. They are married to the sheep, and sometimes shepherds have to deal with the fact that that relationship might feel abusive to the shepherd because many sheep forget that sheep have teeth. And some, watch me, and some sheep just don't have teeth. They have grills that they walk around with to bite the shepherd with. All right, look at your hand. And then finally, the teacher. It's the pinky. Uh, it means anything I really want to get a grasp on, I need these. The five full ministry gifts, say five. 
five is also the number of grace. It's also the number of favor. It's also the number of supernatural, but let's go deeper. It also represents the hand of God. So when the Bible says humble yourself under the hand of God, it means whatever God has set you under, humble yourself to that so that he will exalt you in due season. Look at verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. My job every week, every pop-up, every live, every message, every podcast, every time you see me, my job is to give you some equipment. Watch me. Not to do it for you, but to give you what you need to do it for yourself. This is not a nursery. This is an equipping center. This is not a nursery. This is where you learn how to train, how to reign. And for some of you, watch me, what God is doing in you now is he's maturing you and growing you up because at a certain point, your struggles need to change. What do you mean? We should not be dealing with the same struggles this month as we were dealing with last month. We should not be dealing with the same challenges this year as you were dealing with last year. I wish you touch somebody close to you and say, it's time for your struggles to change. I you don't even understand what I'm saying. What does that mean? I'm always going to have something that I'm fighting, something that I'm dealing with, but it should not be the same thing that I was dealing with last month. Shouldn't that be the same thing I was dealing with last year? Would you touch somebody else, please? Say, it's time for you to grow up. Say it again. It's time for you to grow up. My responsibility is to equip you to do what? To do his work. Watch me. Not just to have a great life, not just to live in prosperity, not just to live in abundance, but so that you can do some work. Many Christians get equipped, but all they do is sit in the same seat with the equipment on, but don't do anything with the equipment. And so the question becomes, why would God bother equipping you if you're not going to do anything with it? I need you to make sure you sit next to a soldier. Mm. Because equipment is for soldiers. I need to make sure you're not sitting next to somebody that just wants to eat all day, sit back on their blessed assurance and do nothing, but you're sitting next to a soldier. You're watching with a soldier that says, I'll learn it on Sunday, I'll do it on Monday. I'll learn it on Wednesday, I'll do it on Thursday. I got to do something with what I learned. Please look at somebody and say, do something with it. To do his work, watch me, and to build up the church, which means it is not my responsibility to go produce more sheep. It is my job to make sure that you eat well so then you can go tell other sheep, look, I'm eating good over here. What you cannot say, and I don't care what you think, what you cannot say is you've ever logged on, you've ever walked in a building, you've ever watched a pop-up, and you did not get fed. What you cannot say is that there was not a meal that was prepared for you that, watch me, that had meat, that had carbs, that had potatoes, that had some bread, that had dessert, that had some Kool-Aid, that had some sweet tea, that had whatever your beverage choice is. Would you look at somebody and say, the eating is always good over here. It's always good. It's always good. And that's not self-aggrandizement. That is my awareness that it is my job as a shepherd to make sure that I am feeding God's people. And a shepherd has to chop that food up and make sure that it is edible so that you can grow. Who cares that you shouted if you didn't change? Mm. Who cares that it felt good if it didn't make you do better? Who cares that you shouted? Some Christians, all they want to do is come to church and let shout music play all day. And they'll say, we had a hot time in God. All you did was shout for 30 minutes, but then nobody changed. All you did was shout for 30 minutes, but nobody got a revelation. I'm so glad that we sit up under a word at harvest that gives us revelation. 
Okay, I'm so glad that there's a word coming out of harvest that's going to give you revelation, which is, watch me, revelation is how the divine information applies to your situation so that you don't get into devastation. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, there's revelation in this house. There's revelation. So let me ask you a question. How are you building? Because if the purpose of this is to equip God's people, let's go back to the previous verse, to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. Question, how are you building? Who have you brought online or in person? What are you doing to build the church? Because the church is not a building, it's a people. It comes from this word in the scripture, ecclesia. Everybody say it, ecclesia. Say it like an army, say ecclesia. It means called out people, which means wherever we are, we are the church. So on Facebook, we the church. YouTube, we the church. In the app, we the church. In this building, we the church. If we were to go outside in the middle of the street, when we got there, the church got there. If we were to go to the mall, when we got there, the church got there. Question, what are you doing to build up? Or are you simply eating and not telling anybody about what you ate? There, watch me. There's no good restaurant I go to where the eating is good that I don't tell somebody about it. You ever been to a restaurant so good that after, after eating, you were like, oh, my God. Look, ooh, I, I went, I remember in Atlanta, the, the, my first trip to Atlanta, y'all have heard this story before. My first trip to Atlanta, there's a restaurant that I like, and it's downtown, and I like this restaurant. And when I went to this restaurant, the food was so good, I talk, I'm talking, listen, that was 2006. I'm still talking about that restaurant today. Every time I'm there, I'm talking about that restaurant. Why am I talking about it? Because I look at how it, what it did for me. What's sad is some of y'all keep getting blessed week after week, message after message, pop-up after pop-up, and you ain't told nobody nothing? Oh, my God. I pray that the Holy Ghost convicts you so that you begin to share, so that you begin to build what's building you. Oh, my God. Lord, help us to build what's building us. God, cause us to build what's building us. Open your mouth say that. Say, God, help me to build what's building me. Verse 14, then we will no longer be children, watch me, uh, no longer be immature like children. So the purpose of what I'm supposed to do is to make sure, watch me, this is cute when you're a kid. This is not cute at 45. This is not cute to be sitting at the little coloring table. Oh, I like a good crayon. This is not, because you can do them hard outlines. This is not cute. This, this is not cute for you to be, come on, this is not cute for you to still be working on coloring sheets and you're 35. This is not cute, watch me, for you to still be making the same bad relationship decisions and you're 46. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. This is not cute for you to still be struggling when you should be walking under the oil that's on the house that you're in, which means you should owe nobody anything except to love them. And what I'm excited about is for some of y'all, watch me, this month represents the last time you'll be sitting at the kitty table. Because you're about to grow through summer school and your maturity is about to take you from the kitty table. You're about to graduate. I wish you'd look at somebody close to you. Say, I'm ready to graduate. I'm ready for bigger and better things. I'm ready for something greater. I'm ready for something bigger. We cannot be immature like children forever. How do you know you're immature? Because you get offended by everything. 
How do you know you're immature? Is that rather than change, watch me, you get mad when you get corrected, not realizing that correction is a gift. The Bible says that any father that loves their child corrects them, which means the proof of hatred is silence. I, watch me, when nothing is said, when correction should be given, it is an indication that there's a lack of love, which means, watch me, God says, I don't need you being offended. I don't need you acting like a child. I don't need you mad all the time. I don't need you upset all the time. I don't need you pouting because you didn't get your way. I don't need you pouting because you didn't get what you wanted. The Bible says that you should no longer be immature like a child. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, grow me up. Lord, grow me up. Uh -uh, I don't like the way you said it. Say, Lord, grow me up. Lord, grow me up. That's not just in church, but even with people. How do you know you're maturing? Is that you'll let people do their little street fights while you watch from the side and say, y'all ain't pulling me in that. Y'all not pulling me in no mess. Why? When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I need you to touch three people say, put away the toys. Put away the toys. Put away... No, put away that attitude. Put away that negativity. Put away acting like everything is always got to go your way or you get mad. Put away the gossip. Put away the inconsistency. Put away the temper tantrums. Would you look at somebody and say, put away your toys? Let's go. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, look at this. Uh, my job is to make sure that, watch me, that you mature in such a way. That when God looks at you, he doesn't see you still on coloring sheets. That when he looks at you, he does not see you still. You still reading. I, I read the word today. I sure did. I read the Bible today. Yeah, see, it's creation right here. See, I read the word today. Go Daniel in the line. I read the Bible today. What's me? My assignment is to make sure that you are no longer children, but to make sure that you mature. Say, Lord, grow me up. Now watch me. That process may not always feel good, even though it's for your good. You may not come in every message and shout. Some messages are going to be, watch me, they're going to be so in your face that you're going to have to shout. But watch me, your shout is going to be, watch me, not just because of joy, but because of pain at the same time. See, the word shouldn't just be confirmation. Sometimes the word should be confrontation. Oh, my God. Which means the Bible should get in your face sometimes and say, you need to change. It ain't your husband, boo. It's you. You need to change. It ain't your pastor. It's you. The word should not just confirm. The word should also confront us to make us grow up. But what did we learn on Sunday? Our guest taught us that your gift and the man of God that God gives you becomes your gift. It also comes with more benefits. Jeremiah 23 and 4, it says this. It says, I will set up pastors over them. Why over you? Because we have to, in today's culture, we have the, people have this problem with being under anything. I don't believe in organized religion, but yet they want to be the boss of everything. I, I, I just, I, I don't believe in all that, all them pastors and all church. Okay, but, but, yet, but yet, watch me, but they steady trying to get promoted on their job. So it's not that you don't believe in being under. It's just that your rebellion and your demonic spirit doesn't want you to be under God's order. You want it to be under your own fleshly carnal order. I don't believe in organized religion. But you like organized Target. You like organized malls. You like organized. You don't go to a car lot and they just got all the different cars. They got an SUV here and a little buggy right here and then a little uh, Fiat right here and, and then a, a, an Escalade right here next to a Tesla. No, put these cars in some order so that it makes it easier for me 
Y'all better hear me. You should not be angry when God starts bringing order to your life. Why? It's going to make it easier for you. The only person that rejects order is a person that does not want to experience results. But you, you a line crosser. You're a history maker. You're a curse breaker. You're a line crosser, which means I crave order. Can you open up your mouth and tell the Lord, say, Lord, I crave order. I crave. Yeah, I crave it. I need you to put things in order for me. I need you to get my priorities straight. I need you to make sure things are in alignment because it makes it easier for me. Let's go. I will set up pastors over them, which means there's an order to this. Say there's an order to this. There's an order to this. I will set up pastors over them. Why over? So that it can cover you because anything uncovered will spoil. Watch me. Some things spoil quickly. Ready? Some things take time to spoil. Do not ever compare your covered life to somebody's uncovered life and say, well, it doesn't look like they're spoiling. Not yet. Sometimes, watch me, especially the faker it is, the longer it takes before it spoils. See, real food spoils right away. Have you ever noticed you can drop some fries in your car and those things don't start? Watch me. You can come back a month later and the fries still look the same. Why? Because it's not real food. Watch me. For some of you, you're looking at people who are not covered and you're comparing your life and saying they're not spoiling. It's because they're artificial. And I wish you would compare your real life to the life of a fake and a phony. Come on, say, cover me, God. Cover me, God. I will set up pastors over them. So my role as your shepherd is to cover you. There are certain things that never hit you because I knocked it out. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Whatever's going to hit you has to get to your covering first. Let me prove it to you. This is why there are certain things you can have been talking about in the parking lot. And then you walk into church or you get on a pop-up and I'm talking about the same thing you were just talking about. How did that happen? Because God said, let me get it to your covering first so that you know what to do with it next. I wish you'd open up your mouth and say, thank God I'm covered. Thank God. I will set up pastors over them and they shall feed them. So my job is to feed you. With what? And they shall, uh, they shall fear no more. They shall not be dismayed. And none shall be wanting of their numbers. So my job is to cover you and to feed you. So how do you do this, Bishop? So when I'm preaching, when I'm teaching, I'm not just giving you information. I'm giving you revelation. I'm not just giving you revelation. I'm giving you application. I'm not just giving you application. I'm giving you impartation. See, certain things are just caught because you're in the atmosphere. Certain things are just caught. Have you ever noticed if you've been watching online and you have been in the building before, have you ever noticed that the same Holy Ghost that's in here is the same there? But there's something, watch me, that when you're in the atmosphere, sometimes there's certain things that, watch me, that you pick up because sometimes things are caught and not just taught. My job is to, watch me, is to cover you and to feed you. Say, I'm covered and fed food and shelter. My job is to cover you and to feed you. And here's what the Bible says. If you submit to that, if you submit to that, watch me, you will have no fear. This is what your Bible say. Uh -huh. So watch me. Fear is traced to an unsubmitted heart. Let me back that thing. Fear can be traced to an unsubmitted and an uncovered posture. See, watch me. While I am a shepherd, I am also a sheep. And for, watch me. And I was never taught these principles. I had to teach them to myself. I had to see them myself. But there was something innately in me that understood these principles. So before I ever made any big decisions 
in my life. I didn't go tell my shepherd what I was going to do. I went and I asked him what I should do. Now, I know we live in a different time. I'm grown. I don't like, okay, this is good. How's that working out for you, okay? Well, I, was, man, I didn't do that. I, I remember one time I was getting ready to acquire something. It was very pricey, very pricey. It was a whole, a whole enterprise. I was getting ready to acquire them. And I went to my shepherd. I said, man, I, got, I said, sir, this is what I'm looking at doing. I ran down the numbers with him. And he said, okay. I said, well, but if you say no, See, see how quiet it is in the building? I said, if you say no, I said, I don't want to do it and it not be covered. So I'm not coming to inform you of my decision. See, see how quiet it gets? Because you cover me, I'm coming to ask you. Y'all not going to say nothing. Which means, watch me, even when that enterprise went through, went through some tumultuous times, I still prospered and did well. Why? Because what I did was covered. Oh, my God. Would you tell somebody close to you and say, you're covered, you're covered, you're covered, you're covered. I don't like the way they said that. Try another one. Say, you're covered, you're covered, you're covered, you're covered. So I had no fear when things got tumultuous because I said, well, the man of God said to do it. Which means, watch me, because I got the voice that God's assigned me to to say yes and to go, then watch me, I do not walk in fear because I'm covered. Watch me, uh, the plans that we're making and things that we're doing, even as a church today, every single major decision I made, I said, man of God, this is what I'm considering. What say you? Because if you say no, I could care less what I want to do because I refuse to waste any of my life in an uncovered state and place and for some of y'all people talk about you for being covered but that's why they stuff is always a mess and even if your stuff takes a left turn you always get back on track it always turns right it always gets better why because fear does not belong to those that are covered look at somebody next to you say and you will have no fear See, when I'm covered, I get the word, so I don't have fear. I'm being taught, so I don't have fear. I, I'm like, okay, look, I know if I got the word coming to me, I don't have to walk in fear. Nor should they be dismayed. This means stressed out. Touch your neighbor, so to say, I rebuke stress. We got to figure out which neighbor you got to talk to. Because this one ain't working. Try another one. Try another one, so to say, and I rebuke stress off your life. Online, you type it in the comments, sir. Good God Almighty. Lord, please, please, God, let this third person act like they got some sense. Please touch the third person and say, I rebuke stress off of your life. That's the one right there. That's the one right there. That's the one right there. Because even if stress tries to get me, I'll come get a word that's going to lift it off of me. Even if pressure tries to get me, I'll log on a pop-up, and that pop-up got me together. Somebody say, and I will not live a stressed out life. Uh, which means every time, every time I'm fed and covered, stress has to go. Every time I'm fed and covered, fear has to go. This is why, watch me, I'd be listening to this word all day, every day. Not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesday, but this is why we have an app. This is why we have the website. This is why we have the podcast. Why? Because I'm covered and fed. So as long as I get fed and covered, stress got to go. As long as I get covered and fed, fear has to go. And watch this last part. And I won't want for anything. Go back to that last neighbor because I like the way they responded. Whoever that last person was. And just touch them on the shoulder and say, you will not want another day of your life. Come on. Woo! Come on, Wednesday. Come on, online. Tag somebody. You're not going to want for anything. Why? Because I'm fed and covered. Do it with me, y'all. Say, I'm fed and covered. Do the head with me. Say, I'm fed and covered. Say it again. I'm fed and covered. Fear got to go. 
stress got to go. And you shall want for nothing. Watch me. Not says Bishop. Not says Jeremiah. Says who? The Lord. God said that. Come on, Wednesday. Say, and the Lord said this. Which means, watch me. God says, as long as you're covered, as long as you're fed, stress got to go. Fear got to go. And want has to go. And I pray and prophesy over every harvester's life that by the end of this year, you will want for nothing. And I'm not just talking about material things. You won't want for joy. You won't want for peace. You won't want for love. You won't want for companionship. You will not want. If somebody needs that in their life, open your mouth and worship God for five seconds right there. Five, four, three, two. Woo, come on. Say, I'll want for nothing. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. He taught me. He taught your res my responsibility to you and yours to me. Here's what I want to do. Many pastors, however, never articulate this. And you can't anticipate what you don't articulate. So this message is really quickly. We're going to get to it real quick. We're going to hit it, and we're going to quit it real fast. How Satan smites shepherds. I'm going to say it again. This message is called How Satan Smites Shepherds. And some of you are like, that's an interesting title. I'm going to say it one more time. How Satan smites shepherds. Bishop, why in the world would you give us a title like that so we can shut that down? Can I help some of you who are gifted where you see dreams, you see visions, you see things, and you're like, why did God show me that? Some things aren't just for you to know. They're for you to shut down. So when you get an eerie feeling about something, you're like, I don't know, something strange. It's not for you to just tell somebody. It's something strange about them. It's for you to go in prayer and shut that witch down. Come on here. Whenever you look at somebody like something's off with them, it's not just for you to know it. It's so that you can go in prayer and shut that down. Come on, open your mouth. Say, shut that down. Say, shut that down. Say it again. Say, shut that down. Hey. He didn't show you. I just had this weird dream, and I just, I'm so, I don't know. Shut it down. Bishop, I had a dream that so-and-so got in an accident. On. Shut it down. He warned you so that you could be the interruption in the spirit. So we have to go here because many shepherds don't ever teach their people to do this. And so consequently, they anticipate what they don't articulate. And so they live in a place of frustration. Mark 14, 27 says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Another word for strike is smite. Hit the shepherd. In other words, harm the shepherd. Uh, watch me. What happens to the sheep? The sheep scattered because the shepherd can't be focused when he's dealing with his strikes. The the shepherd can't have strength when he's dealing with his strikes. The shepherd can't do what he needs to do when he's got to do too much. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. The shepherd can't be focused the way that he needs to focus. So watch me. What ends up happening? It's the sheep that end up scattering. And I pray and prophesy that not one would be lost. I pray that the sheep of harvest would not be scattered and that we would not be, watch me, and that there would not be one lost. Somebody say, and we shut this down in the spirit. Say it. I need you to say that thing like God has ever used your shepherd to speak life into you. If he's never used me to say anything to you, you be quiet. You say nothing. But for everybody else, say, and we shut that down in the spirit. 
1,700 pastors quit every single month. Dealing with the strikes becomes too much. Dealing with the smiting becomes too much. You can only be beaten so much by who you're helping. It's the second least respected profession just above car salesmen. Notice the underlined italicized word, respected, which means people want to run to the shepherd when they need something. But the moment they feel like they're not in need, their respect for the shepherd dissipates. Have you ever saw people who you were the best thing since sliced bread when they felt like they needed something from you? But the moment they felt like they were good, all of a sudden... You ever help somebody that have a pot nor a window, and the moment they got a half a window and a little bitty pot? One of y'all, two of y'all, three of y'all, four of y'all, five, six, seven. Imagine that being your job. Imagine that being your life. You ready? One man of God said it like this. The heart of a shepherd has to be a revolving door. That's, that's something, right? Okay, right? 50% of pastors won't last five years. We're about to shout, and here's why we're going to shout. Don't shout if God's never used me to speak life into you. Don't shout. But here's why we're going to shout. Not only did we exceed the statistic, we did it in a city where it's not supposed to happen. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We didn't just do five. We didn't just do 10. We didn't just do 15. Baby, we had 17, and we just getting started. Would you look at somebody and say, we're just getting started? Just getting started. But 50% won't last five years. Could you imagine starting a business where half of them fell in five years? I'm just trying to make it practical for you. 70% fight depression. Seven out of 10 pastors, notice the wording, fight depression. You have depressed moments. Imagine having to carry the weight of people. So you don't have depressed moments. You have to fight. What is depression? It's discouragement that you never get out of. So imagine, you ready? Here's the seat. Here's the seat. Imagine getting up ready to fight to then only take another smite. Is there anybody in the building beside me where when you got up and you were ready to fight, then you got another? And part of you was like, can I get a break? But what if I told you you were built, watch me, not to break down, but you were built for breakthrough. I don't know who we need to break this off of, but can I please get you to touch your neighbor and say, wherever depression has been trying to get you, we shut that down in the spirit too. Wherever you stayed in a discouraged place, no, you will not be depressed in this second half. You will not stay discouraged in this second half. You will not stay in anxiety this second half. Come on, Wednesday, open your mouth and say, we shut that down too. Doctors, lawyers, and pastors. Notice, all three of these are helping people. Which teaches, teaches us something. For those of you where what you do helps people, you need to understand where your attack will be. 
I'm going to back it up and say it again. For those of you where what you do helps people, you need to understand that your attack is going to be from the very people that you help. Doctors, lawyers, pastors, they have high drug abuse, high alcoholism, and high suicide rates. I'm going to say it again. High alcoholism. Where do you see this in the Bible? Elijah, the great man of God. The great man of God, Elijah. What happens to him? He has a great victory on Mount Carmel. But if you smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. After his great victory, this witch, and that's exactly what she was, Jezebel, sends a messenger. You know you're dealing with a witch because they never can talk to you. They send messages. They send messengers. And for some of y'all, y'all need to stop stop letting the witch work her magic on you. Stop letting her work her potions on you. You need to say, wait a minute, going right back. I don't want to hear nothing she said. She got something to say. You tell her to come say it to me. But don't you send no messenger to me to say. You'll stop a witch every time. You'll stop a witch every time. Okay? So she sends a messenger to Elijah. And the messenger says, uh, Jezebel says this. By this time tomorrow, she's going to make you like one of these prophets that you just slayed. Uh, Elijah had slain over 400 prophets of this, of the false gods, the Baals, which means the Lord's, these false gods of Jezebel. They were her prophets. Pay attention. When she, when he killed her voices, she attacked his. Let me help some of you understand some of your warfare. You don't even recognize that what you're doing in your family is killing some of the demonic voices that have been in operation for years. So the reason they didn't talk about you when you was in the club backing it up and dropping it, but now they talk about you because you're serving and giving God glory and giving God praise is because you killed the witches' voices. You killed the warlocks' voices. And since you killed them, now they're trying to kill you. But I pray God strengthen your voice. I pray God strengthen your voice. Just somebody say, I pray God strengthen your voice. Elijah, Elijah hears what this messenger says. And the Bible says, the Bible says something so interesting. It says, and when Elijah saw, the messenger says something to him. But the Bible says that Elijah saw something. Because he had just gone through three years of being smitten. What do you mean? Let's back up in Elijah's life. Y'all still with me? Let's back up in Elijah's life. So three years prior to that, Elijah prophesied that there would be no rain except at his word. There was no rain except at his word. And the unintended consequence is that now the Lord had to send him next to a brook. And that brook had to begin to provide for him. You ready? That brook had to begin to provide for him. So watch me. A raven comes and feeds him by day, and he drinks water out of that brook. Here he is, the man of God that calls down fire from heaven, that God doesn't let his words fall to the ground, this great prophet of God. And now, watch me, he comes, can I teach you? He's a Tishbite, which means he's a man of resources and wealth. So he's not some Johnny-come-lately broke down, uh, 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 what do they call them, suits? Uh, 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 Zoot suit. What's them other suits? Seersucker suit, whatever. 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 
he, he's, he's, not some, he's not some slimy, greasy preacher. No, he comes from money. So he don't need nothing because he comes from it. He comes from resources. He comes from wealth. But here he is eating from a raven and drinking water from a brook. Imagine the smiting that it does to him to know that there's greater in him, but he's stuck by this brook. Imagine the smiting to know that, watch me, I got all of these gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, but God, you got me locked down in this city that don't even recognize it. Come on here. Imagine the smiting that this is to him. So then after that, Bible says, Bible says that the brook dries up. Imagine the smiting. Okay, God, I finally got comfortable where I was. <laughs> And when I finally got comfortable with my new normal, I finally got comfortable with my new normal. Now you dry the brook up, which means what I was used to being comfortable with, you stop it from working. Let me pause for the cause for some of y'all. There's some things that you finally got comfortable with that when you got comfortable with it, God said, now let me shut that down because I don't need you to stay comfortable because there's about to be an upgrade in your life. Let somebody say there's about to be an upgrade. That's me. That's me. So I finally got comfortable. I finally got comfortable. And now that I've gotten comfortable, you dry the brook up. Now, when you dry the brook up, I'm like, okay, so what's next? I'm going to send you to a widow. God, you can't even send me to no regular family. You're going to send me to a widow, which means she's, a, watch me, she's a one-income household. You want to send me to, y'all like I said, you want to send me to a widow woman, which means, watch me, God, you want me, the man of God, to depend on single mama, to, y'all not going to say nothing, in order to get this thing done. Imagine the smiting that that is to him. See, for some of you all, you've had to go through some spaces where you found yourself counting on people that you used to count out. You found yourself having to lean on people that you never thought you'd have to lean on. Imagine the smiting. He's got to go to this woman. And the Lord says, I'm sending you to this widow at Zarephath. Zarephath means a place of metallurgy, which means, Elijah, I'm about to burn some stuff off of you. I'm about to burn some stuff off of you. I'm about to burn some stuff off of you. I'm about to burn some stuff off of you. And for some of y'all, you know why it's hot in your life? God says, I'm about to burn some stuff off of you. I'm about to burn some stuff off of you. He sends him to Zarephath, and he says, there's this widow woman, but I have commanded, and she is going to, she's going to have your provision. Elijah shows up. He says to the woman, uh, what you got? She says, I ain't got nothing. I ain't, watch me. She doesn't even have a good attitude. <laughs> Imagine the smiting. God, I already don't want to do this, and you're making me do it with difficult people. <laughs> Am I talking to anybody? Oh, my God. It's already something I didn't sign up for. At least give me people that got a half put together attitude. I got to deal with these trifling. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Okay. He's like, at least, at least let me deal with some people that at least have a halfway decent attitude. What do you have? I don't have nothing. I'm going to make this cake. Me and my son are about to die. Elijah, Elijah has to, watch me, he has to press through his smiting to be strong. Let this be a revelation for, for every leader that you're going to have to lead and bleed at the same time. That's the job of a shepherd, to take hits and then watch me and then get up and act like you didn't. That's the job. That's the job. That's the job. Look at somebody say, that's the job. Okay, so, so watch me. So she, she, Elijah has to be strong. He says, look, make me a cake first. First fruit, first fruit, first fruit. Make me a cake first. 
give me this first. And, um, and I can tell you this. God's going to make sure you don't like anything. Now, the Bible only records her obedience, but it doesn't record the process to her obedience. Because I can imagine her saying, who he think he talking to? Because she's not filtering what he said through what he said. She's filtering through what she's in. And for some of y'all, you get so offended so easily because you haven't healed from your daddy issues. That's why whenever a strong word comes, you get offended because you ain't healed from previous. You ready? So, so she goes and obeys. She obeys. She gives it to Elijah. After she gives it to Elijah, uh, the uh, uh, flower doesn't run out. And the Bible says her and her household eat, which means there were some other people she wasn't even trying to take care of. Because when you, watch me, because when you're called by God, everything you do is an assignment. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And it's bigger than you. Elijah, I know this isn't comfortable for you, but watch me. I got to set you on fire so she can be warm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And for some of y'all, you got to understand that's part of your assignment is that God will have you uncomfortable because you're going to have some other people to be comfortable. My God says, if you'll be uncomfortable for a season, I'll make sure you're comfortable for the rest of your life. So these are the three years prior to that. So then, so then, so then you fast forward. So then when Jezebel sends a messenger to make this threat, Elijah's like, I've taken too many hits. So he's like, I'm just over it. I'm tired. That's what he says. I'm tired. So he goes into the wilderness. He has somebody with him. He has a servant with him. But you know what he says? I'm alone. He says, because I can't tell them what my smiting is. Let me help every leader. Let me help every parent. You are the leader. You are the parent. You cannot Watch me. You don't confide in your kids. Y'all ain't gonna say See, whenever leadership begins telling fellowship too much, all of a sudden fellowship loses respect for leadership. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing, but I, you know I'm right about it. You ready? You're the leader. Those are your. Watch me. Those are people you must lead, not your friends. So even though Elijah has people there, he's like, I'm by myself. I don't have anybody because I can't tell them what I got to deal with. Y'all still with me? So watch me. What happens after this? He goes up under a juniper tree. The Bible says that he's sleeping. Watch me. He's sleeping all day. He's not eating. The juniper tree was used to flavor gin. So what is the Bible really telling you he started doing? That Elijah started drinking. Sipping on gin and juice. Lay back. With his mind on his money and his money on his mind. Rolling down the street. Stop! How did this happen to this anointed man of God? Because after the shepherd has been smitten so many times, even shepherds, you ready? Go through moments where they deal with these alcoholism, drug abuse, suicide rates. You know what Elijah said? He said, Lord, just take me. He said, it'd be easier for me to just leave the earth than to have to take another hit. And I don't know who I came for tonight, but for some of you, you've been in this same place. Even though I'm preaching about shepherds, you've been right here. I pray that you will live a long, healthy, 
anointed, prosperous life. You will not die early. You will not die prematurely. And suicide will not be how you exit the earth. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I shall live and not die. So when you smite the shepherd, what does Mark 14 says? What happens? The sheep will be scattered. When you smite the shepherd, what happens? The sheep will be scattered. Please put that scripture up. When you smite the shepherd, the sheep will be scattered. When you smite the shepherd, the sheep will be scattered. Say when, I, say when the shepherd is smitten, then the sheep scatter. Let's put up Mark, please. If you'll put up Mark for me, we'll get right to where we need to go. Put up Mark for me, 1427. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter, which means any attack on the shepherd is really an attack on you. Any attack on the shepherd is really an attack on you. So when we shut down this smiting of the shepherd, you really shut down the attack on Lift your hands in this building and online. Say, in the name of Jesus, we shut down every attack against our shepherd. And in doing so, we shut down every attack against ourselves. In Jesus' name, release a praise that shuts down attacks. So let's go. How do you strike the shepherd? Say, how do you strike a shepherd? Ten minutes and we're out of here. Number one, deprive the shepherd of soldiers and replace them with quirky sheep. What's a quirk? A weird attitude. 2 Timothy 2, 3. Take with me. This is Apostle Paul saying. He says, do this with me. Hear me, Harvest, in the building, end online. We're doing this together. Harvest is God's by ownership, mine by stewardship, yours by membership and servitude. Somebody say, this our church. Okay. Take with me your share of hardship, passing through difficulties which you are called to endure, like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So a good soldier is a good sheep. Say soldier. So soldiers take the orders and execute the orders. They don't spend all their time, watch me, not being even counted to get the order. Is quiet in the building. A soldier can be counted on, so a soldier can be counted. A soldier executes the orders, watch me, and doesn't get an attitude because they recognize that this is a war that we're in. And watch me, and the war is not with one another. The war is to make sure that more people come to the Lord. Watch me, but here's what, a, watch me, here's what a quirky sheep will do, is that there'll be a soldier, but there'll be a soldier that's fighting the shepherd. There'll be a soldier, but there'll be a soldier that's fighting other soldiers, causing issues with other soldiers, so that we don't go get new sheep, because the sheep are so busy fighting one another. I wish y'all would play them games with me. Would you elbow somebody next to you and say, we gotta be good soldiers? You got to be a no-limit soldier. I thought I told you. You ready? So, so what are some of the quirky sheep? Number one, a solitary sheep. If you find yourself in one of these categories, here's the only thing I need you to do. Just fix it. 
That's all I need you to do. Don't get offended. Don't get mad. Don't, we just, we, I walked through all this to teach you about maturity and all that. So don't get offended right through here. A solitary sheep has cyclical attendance and serving. So they, they serve in cycles. They attend in cycles. Normally they get faithful when, they hail, when hell starts going on. When they have no hell, they're not faithful. The moment, the moment hell show up, now all of a sudden they're faithful. They doesn't trust, they don't, doesn't trust. They <laughs> doesn't trust shepherd due to wounds. The way that's typed is a little bit. They, they don't trust the shepherd due to some of the wounds that they've dealt with. And the truth is, they don't trust anybody. They're suspicious of everybody. Anybody that anybody follows, they're suspicious of. Because they have deep wounds. If you've been a solitary sheep, I just need you to fix it. How do you fix it? Do the exact opposite. One, watch me. My bishop, how do you trust somebody? L look at me. I've been, in this, I've been in this seat for 17 years, faithful to my assignment. Not perfect. Watch me. Let the fruit of the lives that are being changed speak. It's quiet in this building. Let the fruit of the lives that's being changed speak. But then if you're cyclical in your attendance and your serving, just be consistent. Say, Lord, lock consistency in me. I don't need y'all to get quiet through here. Say, Lord, lock consistency in me. Second type of quirky sheep. This is not a soldier. This is a quirky sheep. A quirky sheep. You ready? They, the hermit sheep doesn't like to be asked, nor do they do what they're asked to do. They don't even want to be asked to do nothing. Touch your neighbor. As if I'm talking. And only Denver does this, where I say, everybody stand. Who here? You? No, I didn't mean it right now. I didn't mean it right now. Y'all like, oh, it's time to end church right there, but y'all own it though. Only in Denver do I see people do this. When I say, come on, everybody stand. He must be talking to everybody but me. I can't tell you. Can I be honest with y'all tonight, Wednesday? It's been some times I have wanted to say, if you don't get... But then we're going to have to cut it out the video. It's too much post work, okay? Too much editing, okay? You ready? Okay. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. The hermit sheep, where are these names for the sheep coming from? These names for the sheep are coming from this book um, uh, told, uh, by, I believe the author was, I believe his name was Frank Damasio, I believe was his name. And it talked about the different attitudes of sheep in the natural that mimic sheep in spiritual context. So the hermit sheep, they don't like to be asked what to do. Watch me. Nor do they do what they're asked to do. You ready? Um, they have uncut wool. And when you have uncut wool as a natural sheep, you are a target for a predator. Because you're a little porker. Because you, you got all this wool. You got all this wool. So you can't see well and you can't move fast. You think it's cute not listening. God says that's why you can't move fast. You think it's cute being rebellious. God's like, that's exactly why you can't get anything done quickly. That's why it takes you eight years to make one decision to leave one bad relationship. Because you're a little, a little porker. You got all this wool. A little porker. You got a lot of wool. Can I, can I borrow some of your, can I borrow some of your, um, um, actually here, come on up, come on up. Would you just grab a bunch of this stuff? That's as much as you can grab. When you don't like to be told what to do, when you don't like to be told, can you, can you get this too? Okay, let's do this. Let's, there's some stuff where if you drop it, it's okay. 
Uh, see, 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 some of y'all, this is what you look like in the spirit. See, because you can't be asked to do anything and you don't do anything that you're asked to do. Watch me. You keep dropping your stuff. You keep losing stuff. You keep damaging stuff. Because there's certain things that had you listened to the word, you would have put it down because you recognize this doesn't go in your future. There are certain things that had you listened to the word, you would have said, I need to change. It's me. It's me that needs to change. Michael said it like this. I'm looking at the man or the woman in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways. Can you open up your mouth and say, Lord, cut me. A hermit sheep, a hermit sheep, watch me, watch me. They want benefit without investment. They want all the benefits from the shepherd, but they want to invest nothing into the shepherd. They want the benefits from church. They want to invest nothing into church. These are the people who show up to, to, to y'all little ladies' nights, and they don't never have any money. But y'all invited me. I thought, I thought you was paying. All of these just grown women on this thing. These are, these are the fellas that come to fellas' night and watch me and act surprised that it's going to cost some money. $20 to go bowling. If you don't get your cheap back. They want investment without, watch me, they want benefit without investment. Say, Lord, don't let me be a solitary sheep. Say, Lord, don't let me be a hermit sheep. Here's the last sheep, a wandering sheep. Uh-oh. They look for reasons to be offended. The wandering sheep is looking for something wrong. They looking for a problem. And it's funny, they only do this with church because they pick the worst people to date. They only do this with God. They only do this with God. It's the only place that they apply this mentality because they have the worst friends and the most horrible relationship decisions. They look for no reasons to be offended by Ike but have every problem with the shepherd. Say something to me. They cause discontentment against other sheep. Well, why we got to do that? Well, why is it this? Well, why is it that? Well, why come this? Why come that? This sheep is never satisfied with anything ever because their life is spent wandering from pasture to pasture, pastor to pastor, because they never lock in. Come on, I need you to open up your mouth and make this declaration. Say, Lord, lock me in. If you deprive the shepherd of soldiers and replace them with those type of sheep, then watch me, you will smite the shepherd. Jesus Christ. Here's the next thing to smite the shepherd. Deprive the shepherd of being supported. Prayer, encouragement, defense. Look at this scripture. 1 Corinthians 9, 14. The Lord has ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it okay so let's go back to some of those ways of benefit specifically here in first corinthians 9 it's talking about financially but let's go back please to the different ways that support is okay prayer so question do you pray for your shepherd or do you pray on your shepherd p-r-a-y-p-r-e See, there's some sheep that want to see their shepherd do well. There's other sheep that secretly, watch me, want to see him fail. It's, getting, it's too many people. It's too much. We doing a lot. I liked it back when it was simpler. Well, let me make it clear. We ain't going back. 
to anything we used to be. We're only evolving and going forward. When I remember when so-and-so used to do that, so-and-so might not be doing that no more because we got to keep it going forward. We got to keep moving. Touch three people, say, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. It's kind of like being on a plane and hoping the pilot fails. Well, you on the plane. Encouragement. Okay? Encouragement. And encouragement comes in lots of different ways, right? It comes in lots of different ways. But are you encouraging to your shepherd or are you discouraging to look at? And you want everybody to listen to your little presentation on the job and smile. And you get a little attitude and then look at your presentation. And then you'll come in church and then come up afterward. The word was so good. Well, tell your face next time. Because your face is putting a hurting on my eyes. Say encouragement. Everybody wants a little encouragement now and then. And defense. You defend your shepherd. My late bishop and my current pastor, you can't say nothing about them to me. That is me. You can't say nothing. One tried to say something. I said, now let me tell you something. I said, let me tell you what happens after this. I said, you're going to apologize. This is what I said. Now, you may think this is too much. Hey, listen. When you live like nobody else, you get to live like nobody else, okay? I said, this is what I told him. This is what I told him, YouTube. This is what I told him, Facebook. I said, you're going to apologize. He said, he's not here. I said, but I am. You're going to apologize to me for what you just said about him. Or me and you ain't never. Because you don't get to talk about the voice that got me out of valleys, that got me out of low places, that made me realize there was more to life, that you don't get to put your mouth on my shepherd, on my voice. So get this right or get this stuff. That's what I did. That's what I did. That's what I did. I'm just saying, that's just what I did. I'm just telling you what I did. You do what you do. I'm just telling you what I did. But what's me? Because I'd be doggone if I let somebody put their mouth on the mouth that God uses to speak life into me. You ready? I said, are you ready? Okay, what's me? How do you smite the shepherd? Deprive the shepherd of strength. So you deprive him of soldiers, deprive him of support, deprive him of strength. Say strength. Sweet Jesus. Hebrews 13 and 7, it says this, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Who am I accountable to? Not you. This is not a democracy. This is not a Baptist church. You can't vote me in. And just so you know, you can't vote me out. I just want everybody to know when the church going to have a meeting <laughs> without me. <laughs> do what you're going to do. <laughs> it's in the bylaws. <laughs> you ready? Obey your spiritual leaders, okay, and do what they say. Everybody, watch me. If you've been at Harvest for any period of time in the building or online, you already know you've not been asked to do anything that there's not Bible to back it up. 
Come on, don't y'all leave me out there like I said something. You've not been asked to do one thing where there's not Bible to back it up. So, so watch me. You've not been asked to do anything that hasn't benefited you. How many people in this building online can testify? My life is better. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Somebody shout, my life is better. You ready? Ask me. He says, obey your spiritual leader. So why do you say that? So, so then obedience can be a problem when you've seen benefit. Amen. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls. Pay attention. My, I, I have to stand before God. This is a trip. And give an account. What's your soul? Your mind, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Why do I have to give an account for you? Which means, the, the, watch me, the seat of a shepherd is a, we, we live in a generation where you got a lot of coaches, great. Got a lot of influencers, great. But they're not accountable to God. You got, I love listening to her. She ain't accountable to God. She's not a shepherd. But, but when this seat, I just use this seat for an example. But this seat requires accountability to God. Watch me. Give them reason to do this with joy. And not with sorrow. It's already, a, you know, our guest said it's hot out there for a preacher. I don't want to speak that. I don't want to come in agreement with that. So it's easy for me in Jesus' name. I know what he was saying, but I, anyone saying that wrong, I just, I just want to speak that it's easy for me. Touch your neighbor and say, what's difficult for others will be easy for you. Come on, stretch your hands towards me. Say, what's difficult for others? will be easy for you, Bishop. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's go. He says, for that wouldn't be to your benefit. So if you deprive the shepherd of strength, what deprives him of strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So if there's no joy, there's no strength. If you make it sorrowful, if you make it, y'all, one day, one day, I'm going to just do a little reality show. <laughs> just so y'all can see some of the stuff people say and do. Now, who you I will. Hold my tongue, sweet Jesus. Now, they don't say that. They type that. You ready? If I showed you some of the stuff, some of the things you'd never think that I've, that you like, you had to go, you had to deal with all of that? There's a reason these people are around me. That ain't so I can feel important. That's because you should see some of the stuff people send and say. Oh, but listen, if they want to bring some smoke, we got the fire. Fire. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Don't start nothing. Don't be nothing. Some of the things people do, you'd be like, what? You'd be like, what? Some of the attacks and 
The st- you, you would, I promise you, I promise you, you wouldn't be ready. I don't even have to let you see a month's worth. I can let you see a day's worth. And you'd be like, hell, I don't know how he does it. I don't know. <laughs> hell is a Greek word, you know, which means hot trash. Not cussing. <laughs> you ready? Let's go, let's go, let's go. How do you smite the shepherd? Deprive the shepherd of being sown into. Deprive the shepherd of being sown into. These, these are the S's that our guest gave us. And so I need to teach you this so that you understand this. Many shepherds never teach this, and so they just walk around mad. I don't want to be a mad shepherd. I'm not mad. I don't want to be a shepherd that likes crowds but hates people. Because it's very easy to turn on people and forsake people for the sake of a crowd. It's quiet in the building. It's very easy for a shepherd to do it out of routine and regimen and not out of passion and love. It's very, I'm not doing it, let me just be clear. I'm not doing this because I have nothing else to do. And I'm not doing this, let me be clear here, because I have need. I'm doing this to obey what God has called me to do. That's it. That's it. I remember one time, there was so many smites. I said, Lord, I'm going to take early retirement. Because I don't have to do nothing else. I said, Lord, I'm just going to retire. Go down to Mexico. (laughs) Get me some enchiladas. (laughs) She said, I'll go with you. I said, Lord. I said, Lord. Come on now. I said, God, come on now. Come on now. Lord, please. I said, son, I need you to keep it in front of the people what I need them to do for you. So that you are not deprived of strength. So that you are not deprived of support. So you are not deprived of being sown into. So you're not deprived of soldiers and they're all quirky, weird sheep. You ready? Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We're done. Everybody stand. First Timothy 5, 17. Elders, pastors who do their work well should be respected. You know, it's funny. People have, in today's culture, it, it always trips me out when people will respect. And I want to say something. There are certain things I wouldn't have to ask for if I was a different race. And I'm not just talking about externally. I'm talking about internally. There's certain things that wouldn't even be a question. He's playing a race card. I'm, I'm just playing the cards I've been dealt. Right? There are certain things I, watch me. There are certain things I wouldn't even have to ask for. Because it would be automatic. And everybody look at me. To every woman... And, and let me just go here. We're done. To every woman who said, you want a king, you want a king. A king is not going to fight to be respected. He will simply withdraw and go rule another queen. See how quiet I got right there? Don't y'all get quiet, ladies. And that doesn't mean you're less than. No, nothing like that. 
But, but hear me. The Bible says that a man of God that's doing their work well should be respected, honored. There's nothing evil about honor. There's nothing evil about respect. And what trips me out is how people who respect people they've never met. Nipsey Hussle dies. God rest his soul. I saw people wearing Nipsey shirts. I'm like, so y'all went together? Y'all went to school? How you know Nipsey? He just did a lot for the culture. What'd he do for you? Not saying he shouldn't be honored, but it tripped me out. I was like, how are you respecting a man who's done nothing but the man that labors for you every week? You, you get a problem when it's time for pastor appreciation. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And I'm not saying that from a deficit place because I'm not. It just tripped me out. I was like, and some of you parents, you deal with it because your kids will honor everybody but you. They got pictures of other people. Look, my, look, my kids ain't going to happen. They're going to have a picture of their daddy up in their room. Talking about, my daddy is a great man. My daddy paid for this. He paid for that. He did this. My daddy did all this. That's my hero. I don't need no rapper up. I don't need no Taylor Swift up. I don't need nobody else up. I, my dad, my. Lord, lock respect in us. Come on, Wednesday. Say, Lord, lock respect in us. Not just for the shepherd, but let us respect one another. Come on, can you touch somebody next to you? Say, and I respect you. It's the shepherds who do their work well, pastors who do their work well, should be respected and paid well. Why is it that everybody else in the world can do well, but people have, sometimes they get an issue when a man of God does well? So every other chief executive can do well? You don't say nothing about you. They got planes, trains, out. you don't say nothing about that. Feed who we've fed, clothe who we've clothed, help who we've helped, give away what we've given away, support what we've done, and then come say something to me about something. It's quiet in this building. Look at your neighbors and you'll be paid well. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't even like it. I don't even like it. Try another one and you'll be paid well. There's enough for everybody to do well. Watch me. And when your head's doing well, the body does well. When the shepherd is blessed, the people are blessed. Say, Lord, bless all of us. Say, Lord, pay all of us well. Put a praise behind that Wednesday. Especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Um, this is the smallest part of my responsibilities. This is the smallest part. Um, there's a whole lot of other stuff. Whole lot. Somebody say a lot. <laughs> that goes into the seat. And God has gifted me. So I just want us to take, we're done tonight. I just want us to take 30 seconds. Would you? Would you stretch your hands toward me? Bishop, what's wrong? Nothing is wrong. We're going to shut anything from being wrong down. Because I am determined to live a long, healthy, anointed, prosperous, 
life. I'm 17 in it. I need the Lord to give me the strength for 17 more. And we got to do this work together, y'all. Almost 1,900 people saved so far this year? What? But we got more work to do. Stretch your hands towards me. Say, Lord, protect my shepherd. Give my shepherd strength. Give my shepherd support. Give my shepherd everything he needs. Cause him to be sown into. In Jesus' name. Give my shepherd soldiers. Not quirky sheep. That are ready to go to battle. To expand the kingdom. Now is the time. For the saints of the most high God. To rise and possess the kingdom. That's who you said we are. That's what you said we could have. Cover my shepherd. Cover my shepherd. Can you just take 10 seconds and pray a prayer for me? Wherever you're at, in the building and online. Pray that I'm shalom. Pray that I have wisdom. Pray that I have focus. Pray that I have tenacity. Pray that I have fortitude. Pray that I don't grow weary in well-doing. Pray that my heart doesn't turn cold. Pray that I don't let the bites of the sheep stop me. Pray that the enemy would not be able to smite me and what I've been called to do or created to do. Pray that I always have a fresh word. Pray that I always have fresh revelation. Pray that we always have everything that we need and in overflow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, this second half is going to be amazing for us. Come on, Wednesday in the building online. Say, this second half is going to be amazing for us. I'm going to ask you to put a praise in the atmosphere. The Bible says that our praise is a weapon. So sometimes you may think it's just shouting, it's just hollering, it's just clapping. Mm -mm. It's a weapon. Second Chronicles 20 says that when they began to sing in the praise, the Lord sent ambushes against their enemies. I need the Lord to ambush every enemy that's set up for the second half of this year. I need us to see overwhelming victory in every way in this second half. And when he does it for your shepherd, if you smite the sheep and the sheep scatter, if you bless the sheep, the sheep are abundantly blessed. If you increase the shepherd, the sheep increase. You ready? So we're going to release a praise and we're going to ask God to ambush every enemy set up in this second half. We're going to give and invite and then we're done. We're going to go. But on three, I want you to release a praise in this building and online that sends an ambush against every enemy in this second half. Are you ready? On three, you're going to open up your mouth and release a praise. One, two, three, go. Release your praise right there. Release your praise right there. Send an ambush, God, against every enemy. Send an ambush, God. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Twitch. Come on in the app. Come on in the website. 
Send an ambush. Send an ambush against the deprivation of strength. Send an ambush against deprivation of support. Send an ambush against the deprivation of soldiers. Send an ambush against deprivation of being sown into. Send an ambush, God. Send an ambush, God. Send an ambush, God. Send an ambush, God. In Jesus' name. Yeah. <laughs> Send an ambush, God. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building online. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. Today's your day to come back. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God. Today is your day to get things right with the Lord. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. In the building on three, you slip your hand up online. Do the hand move your emoji. Just say it's me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, respond and respond quickly. No guilt, no condemnation, and no shame. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart. Pray it, y'all, that you are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498 into the option for salvation. Some of you say, but you need a shepherd. You've heard your shepherd's voice tonight. Some of you have been watching. Some of you have been coming for a while, and you've never officially connected to your shepherd's voice. Connect. Connect. That's all you got to do. Connect. Bishop, I don't have previous church experience. Great. None needed. Joining a church, all you're doing is just saying, I've identified who my shepherd is. That's just that simple. And you're not called to the people. You're not called to a building. You're called to a shepherd's voice. Jeremiah 3, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Jeremiah 23, I will set up pastors over them, all right? And so you can be a part of the family. Scan the QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? <laughs> Sunday, we're going to go a whole nother direction. It's going to be amazing. Uh, the word on Sunday is called prayer is a factory. Look at your neighbor say, your factory has been working on something. It's going to be good. If you came in late, you weren't able to give your tithes, offerings, first fruit, love offerings, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal with me, get that ready. Here's our seat tonight, 27 for um, the scripture in Mark that we looked at it was verse number 27. Mark 14 and 27. And here's what you're going to do. You're just going to call it. This is, a, this is my seed for my shepherd. That's it. Seed for my shepherd. Seed for my shepherd. 27 is our seed. If you want to give more, give more. You want to give 72, give 72. You want to give 720, give 720. Whatever you're going to do. But everybody sow something into this word tonight that just simply says, I have a shepherd and I'm covered and fed. Just that simple. It's just that simple. I'm a giver. You want the facts? Oh, no, I guess no, nobody said anything, so no. I'm a giver. Never ever question somebody's harvest if you haven't seen their seed. Somebody say, I got seed in the ground. Okay. How do you sow? Cash app, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, the email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Or, of course, um, you can scan the QR code on the screen or use text to give. That's what I just give. When you see me open my phone, I'm using text to give. Text them out to what? 84321. Tap the link in Harvard Church. 
When you see the V, that's where you want to be. If you've already done it once and set it up, all you have to do is send the amount. It's so convenient and easy. I love it. But whatever you do, get something in the ground. If it's $2.70, $7.20, so something that simply says I'm covered and fed. I'm covered and fed. I'm covered and fed. And what does the Bible say? And I won't have fear. Why? Because I'm covered and fed. Stress has to go. Why? I'm covered and fed. I will want for nothing. Why? Covered and fed. All right? Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I sow tonight to seal this word. Lock what I've heard in me tonight, God. Don't let it fall on deaf ears. I'm covered and fed. And I declare any attempts to smite the shepherd, we shut that down tonight. In fact, God, I say bless my shepherd. Prosper my shepherd. Increase my shepherd. In doing so for him, you do so for us. We are a blessed people. We are a favored people. We are a kingdom people. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, we are, Harvest. I love you, Wednesday. Masters are passing here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go online. You can scan the QR code or you can um, uh, hop off the stream if you need to give. Listen, normally I would do a meet and greet. I have what's called a dark 30 flight in the morning. What's a dark 30 flight? It's going to be dark when it's time for me to go, okay? So I won't do that tonight, but I'll see you on uh, our pop-up tomorrow. All right, let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Once you give. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.